This is Vibe Talks, exclusively on Vibe 105. Hey everybody, this is Giancarlo Alino reporting for Vibe 105 with a Sports Vibe Talk segment where I'm happy to be joined by my guest today who's going to be breaking down this whole industry of sports betting and give us her thoughts on what's going to be going on in the NFL and NBA. You've seen her on ESPN. She's an ESPN sports betting analyst. She's Aaron Dolan. How you doing, Aaron? Great. How are you? I'm doing great. And Aaron, sports betting has come on and become a lot more popular in recent years, especially here in Canada, where now more provinces are being a little bit more open and legalizing it. Just curious, what made you interested in sports betting? What made me interested in sports betting is just that every day is something new and every day is a challenge. Um, I was always into broadcast journalism. That's what I went to school for. So going into something like sports betting where I can use my broadcast journalism and also combine it with sports betting was something that I was super interested in. Again, just because every day is something different, which I really like personally, because it's challenging. It's very opinionated. So that's kind of um, why I got into it, just because I felt like it really fit some of the skills that I already had. And just even now with ESPN, also having the rights to all these leagues, we're seeing more of sports betting being implemented on these broadcasts. Like, In your opinion, what are some of the positives that these respective leagues could gain from having sports betting included on it? Yeah, I think they kind of don't really have an option at this point, just because they have to stay innovative and keep up with it. Obviously, it's now becoming more normalized and something that everybody is going to be doing. And it's something that's probably, you know, sooner rather than later is going to be normalized in every state. I mean, I feel like we see advertisement after advertisement. So it would be silly for them not to implement some of the game lines and things just for an educational purposes as well. So it's definitely here to stay and it's not something that's going away. Yeah. You also mentioned there, like it's normalized because you're studying these sports and you're even a fan of some of these sports coming in and you have that broadcasting element to it. Do you find yourself second guessing some of these bets at times? Or do you feel like, you know what, your gut instinct is what's going to get you the best bet each time? I would say I rely on statistics as well as gut instinct, probably more so gut instinct on some of the things um, just because I've been doing it for some time now. But obviously, sometimes when you go on a show and someone wants you to talk about something for a minute or two, it's hard when you're just like, yeah, everything's pointing in the side of this direction, but I'm just the lone wolf that's going to take the opposite. Like there's ways you can obviously frame it and talk about the game and be more general and then say, look, this is just a gut play, but obviously being transparent about that. So I think I kind of lean on both. But again, there's just, you know, when you're doing it for your job, it it can be different in the sense of today, I don't like anything on the slate. Well, hey, I have five shows, so I better come up with something type of deal as well, which again, it's this is my job and it's challenging and whatnot. But you know, you just have to remember, you can't be perfect in sports betting. It's a gamble, no matter how much you research and whatnot, anything can happen to a player at any time. Yeah, you bring it up there like anything can happen. And we've seen all these injuries in sports happen and it turns the whole course of a season around for a certain team. Like what's a day to day like for you when you're researching what's going on? Like, are you looking more for home advantages or practices? Like what's a day to day like when you're studying these teams? So when I'm studying the teams, I would say I wake up, look at the lines. Typically, the lines will come out the night before. I mean, it's all dependent upon the league. Like NFL, obviously, they're going to drop and you have seven days to figure something out. NBA, it's much quicker turnaround, things like that. Obviously, injury reports are really key, keeping up with that, looking at some of the trends. I don't rely fully on trends. But I mean, you could say, for example, in baseball, like eventually a team's going to lose. They're not going to win every game. There's just way too many games. But, you know, you might be able to capitalize on a dog going against the Yankees in that regard or things like that. So it's really dependent upon the sport, but in terms of how much hours and things like that, like it just depends 
on how many shows I have in a particular day or things like that. But it's, it's a lot more than people realize. Yeah. And I think to your credit there, some of the lines I've seen, I even seen you on ESPN just break down uh, the NBA playoffs and Jalen Brown was a popular bet that I've noticed Mm -hmm. just because of uh, the crazy scoring that was going on. When you see some kind of performances like that, are you more inclined to continue with that bet or do you not want to do the same one over and over again? I typically don't do the same one over and over again. I mean, I think some people try to, let's say, for example, really focus on one team and try to be an expert on a certain team to know how to play a team. And that's something you can win on, you know, day in, day out. If you like know a particular team like so, so well in terms of just doing the same bet back to back. I mean, the players bob and weave. And that's the thing about Jalen Brown and Jason Tam. Like they were bobbing and weaving. And that's something they do throughout the entire regular season. So the Celtics player props all around were just really tough to bet. The NBA Finals betting in general was really, really tough. Not because the lines were so sharp, but just because it was blowout after blowout. And it just it wasn't even a fun, honestly, finals to watch. But obviously with the Jalen Brown, you can keep, you know, your eye on things. Maybe you take the over the one night, you take the under the next night. There's different ways to play it. But I wouldn't say like Steph Curry is playing. Let's just take his over every single night just because he's a great shooter or things like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. And also even with the points, wise, like when you have those teams like Golden State and Boston, do you look a lot at times of the over and under in terms of total points? Or do you try to steer away from that when you're doing your recommended bets on ESPN? I know I'm probably not one of the analysts that talks about totals a lot just because I just like not fun for me. I mean, it's kind of just <laughs> like I, we got there and we did it like over under. I don't know. I'd rather like, you know, watch this player and get really into that for some reason. I'm just I mean, I talk about totals, but it's probably not my favorite thing during the season. I'm trying to remember, like, I think I might have picked more dogs and just focus more on the spread than anything. And a lot of the player props, because obviously when you're on a network like ESPN, you want to talk about the top players like a Steph Curry, a Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, things like that. Yeah. Um, so I felt like I was kind of leaning more on the player props just because in terms of the spread, the lines were pretty sharp if it's a Sunday game at noon or things like that. So it's definitely an array of different things. I wouldn't say the total is just, you know, my favorite thing to research. <laughs> so Draymond Green then, were those appealing at times when he would get maybe plus 10 points? Was that a bet that you would look at because he would always get fouled <laughs> out of the game? So would that be a risk yeah. you would be willing to take? I don't think I gave anything on him just because of that. Like there's just certain players where you just, you know, not to even like mess around with them. And it's funny because I feel like people don't, you know, you might like a player and then you go bet and put money on them and they don't hit something. And then suddenly you don't like that player. Like I kind of feel bad for the players. I'm sure they take, you see some of them now, like make jokes of things and be like, Oh, I'm not hitting my player proper. Like jokingly, you know, not serious, but yeah, it's, it's, I was not ready to bet on him for sure. With Aaron Dolan of ESPN here on Vibe 105 Sports Vibe Talk segment, I'm Giancarlo Lino. And Aaron, even on betting lines, same game parlays has been another wave that fans have gotten involved in games, the three points and even rebounds and how many points they'll score in total. Do you feel that maybe that's a trend more and more fans or casual viewers are looking at instead of the money line aspect? Yeah, I'm sure they're doing that. Would I do that? No, because I work in it and I worked in sports books and they're very hard to hit. I don't understand why people ever place the 16 leg parlays. Like you see it online, they'll advertise like all oh, this cash, this cash. More than not, it's not cashing whatsoever. So don't even waste your money on those types of things. In terms of the money line, obviously it depends on the value. I like 
love taking dogs on the money line, things like that. But obviously the same game parlays are just big because they're one great advertising. People love to, you know, talk about, Oh, I hit this long shot or I was so close. And it's like, yeah, you were so close, but you also didn't win. Like there, you know, there's always that 15 and one, you know, after a 16 leg parlay and 15 hit one didn't type situations that I see all the time. And I feel like people love to feel a part of that community, but personally trying to be profitable. No, I would not be looking at the same game parlays. You think that's like a misconception about like sports betting that, yeah, they do see the same game parlays maybe on Twitter and then gets a safer way just to steer away from some of those. Yeah, I think, again, it's just like great marketing, a $2 bet that cash for 10,000. But what's that like one in a million bets? It's, it's yeah. you know, it's they're not <laughs> that easy to hit or else we'd all be doing it is what I'm trying to say. That's true. And now with uh, the NFL season in preseason mode now, and then the NBA season fast approaching, what are some of the teams? I won't say like a championship favorite, but what are the teams that you could see make a deep run this year? Uh, oh, in terms of deep runs. So I feel like everyone heading into the season is like, give us bold predictions, bold predictions. I kind of look at each team and find their markets. So like, for example, a bold prediction, I mean, this isn't one that would win, but I think the Chiefs are going to actually not be great this season and go under 10 and a half wins. In terms of the NFC, what's cool about that division, or State Conference, excuse me, is that you know, they're not like loaded like the AFC. So there might be some teams that come out of the NFC that really surprise us. I'm an Eagles fan. So I'm hoping the Eagles by all means surprise us. They've upgraded their offensive and defensive line. I think they come out of the NFC East and considering their strength of schedule, they'll be really good this season. But I mean, you kind of look back and you think of the Bengals, like nobody expected them to even make it to the Super Bowl, let alone be as good as they are. So I'm sure there's going to be one or two teams like that, that will end up standing out. I feel like a lot of people are talking about the Chargers in that regard, one that could potentially make a push. A lot of people thinking the Packers are going to be good again, despite losing Adams. And I do agree with that. But again, you have to look at the division. So looking at the AFC West, that's such a loaded division that betting on any of those teams to actually make it far is really tough. Whereas when you look at Green Bay, you're like, okay, Aaron Rodgers has been there for so long. Has he made it past the NFC Championship game in the best seasons? No, he hasn't. But there's certain teams where it's like you bet on them week by week, they go to the playoffs, you bet against them type situation. So I'm more of a week to week type girl rather than these like crazy bold predictions and things I like to place money on and tie it up for the whole season, if that makes sense. But hoping again, that the Eagles really have a great season. And Aaron Rodgers, like you mentioned there, he's going to be coming back. There was also some talk of him. Is he going to retire? Is he not? And he's committed there in Green Bay. Do you think that will maybe turn things around there that they know it's going to be more than one year and try to win a Super Bowl right away? Yeah, I mean, they might think it's one year, but who knows? He's kind of like a Kyrie Irving in a way. You just never know what's going to happen. Like he might just decide one day, hey, I'm done. Like he just gives me that vibe. So like banking on a guy like Aaron Rodgers, like obviously he's been so successful and you look at his track record and how many times he's won MVP. Obviously he's committed to this team right now, but in terms of the future, like these contracts can be ripped up if somebody retires, you know? So I would be cautious in terms of thinking like that with him. And you talked about Kyrie Irving, his teammate there, Kevin Durant has given an ultimate made him it looks like in Brooklyn has that maybe changed everyone's opinion on uh, Brooklyn being maybe a betting favorite because they had a fully healthy Mm -hmm. Ben Simmons in like are you confident in Brooklyn now in the NBA side of things no, absolutely not. I've actually talked about this a few times on other shows. Um, I would fade the Nets right now. Like I would not bet on them whatsoever. We have no idea what's going to end up happening with them. The win totals actually just came out for the Nets. I believe they're at 44 and a half. And I would, I mean, that's already low. I do think that Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving will play together for the Nets with Ben Simmons, at least at the start of the season. But there's just way too much drama for me to say, hey, let's just all throw our money on this and tie it up for an entire season. That makes absolutely zero sense. So when you look at the Celtics, 
Celtics. They actually have the highest win total and they're one of the favorites to go on and win it again. But that's also baked in the fact that Kevin Durant could potentially go there. Like some of these lines still are factoring in the rumors. We've seen the odds. I mean, they got as high as 50 to one at one point for the Nets to win the NBA title, which is insane. And it's already come down so much because Kevin Durant didn't go anywhere. So they thought the whole team was going to be blown up. And then that became a big liability for the books. People started betting on that. So they had to drop the line. They dropped it within like 24 hours to 25 to one or something like that. And it's already back down. So I'm out on the Brooklyn Nets just with all the drama. Even if they were fully healthy, I still think the Bucks could really give them a run for their money. Same thing with the Celtics. Obviously, we saw what happened this past season. So there's some good teams in the East. And I just because you have all these skills doesn't mean it all works cohesively, which is what we've already seen the past couple of seasons. So I'm out on the Brooklyn Nets. Yeah, just Brooklyn there, all that drama there with Kevin Durant and even Philadelphia looked like they were in the mix and Miami, Toronto, like as a Philly sports fan, do you buy into those talks with Kevin Durant, perhaps joining up with Joel Embiid and his former teammate there in James Harden? Yeah, that's not going to happen. Yeah, just bottom line, not going to happen or else, you know, we'd be talking about it more. The odds would be shifting, things like that. I mean, I think I'm realistic about the Sixers. You know, I hope that Joel Embiid's able to stay healthy and I hope James Harden's able to stay healthy. I'm a big fan of Tyrese Maxey and some other things they're doing, but they're missing something. They're definitely missing something. So um, we'll see how they play. I mean, I think they'll be better than they were last year, hopefully. But again, it's all injury dependent. When you have a great Joel Embiid and he's pushing through and he's healthy and you can't pull out the wins, like that's a major, major issue. So, you know, when you have a guy like him who can't, who is injury prone, you know, it makes you nervous for an entire season applying. Yeah. And also uh, just on that topic of being injury prone and we've seen injuries even go into the Golden State side of things and they end up winning the championship. Are you confident that they can return to the NBA finals now that Kawhi Leonard is back on the Clippers, the Lakers might be healthier and just the landscape of the Western Conference changing? Yeah. I don't know how far they're going to go, to be quite honest. I feel like not that there's a lull after it, but in the sense of like they just accomplished something so great having Clay Thompson come back. I do think the Clippers are going to be really good, but again, like injury prone. Like these, it's not something I feel like where a, a player in the NBA gets injured and the next season they're like, ready to go 100%. Like you see that linger for so long. They play so many games. Obviously, they're also load management and things like that in the NBA now. They will, they'll sit some players. Like I'm sure you're super annoyed if you got a ticket to see the Nets and Kevin Durant just suddenly has to sit that game because Kyrie Irving and things like that. I'm sure that's super frustrating. But in terms of the Lakers, what's interesting, their win total that came out at 44 and a half, they're right in the middle of the pack. So the odds makers aren't thinking the Lakers during the regular season are going to be this great team. Again, they're right in the middle of the pack. So it would really have to happen, be like a playoff fringe team. So I don't really have high expectations for the Lakers, but some of the other teams, such as the Clippers, yes, I do have high expectations. But again, it's something where they're really going to have to be able to stay healthy. And I'm not sure that's something that I would want to bet on. I agree there with Aaron Dolan of ESPN here on Vibe 105 Sports Vibe Talk segment. I'm Giancarlo Lino and Aaron, just a couple final questions here. Like futures bets have also popped up. Uh, a lot of fans, when they see predictions on who's going to win a championship, like I know a lot of Toronto Maple Leaf fans ever since 1967, they've lost and haven't won a Stanley Cup. So they bet on that and maybe that being the year. As a Philadelphia sports fan like yourself, do you ever find yourself betting on futures for your sports? Sports teams? 
<laughs> no, I don't do that. I'm smart enough not to do that because then you get mad when your team loses and you get mad, even more mad when you lost money on them as well. So I know, I mean, trust me, don't get me wrong. I love Philadelphia. I love Philadelphia sports teams, but personally, I'm not putting money on them to win a championship this season, unless I see something that's like totally amazing. And during the season, I decide to put some money on it. And just even the markets now with sports betting, what are your hopes for, let's say, future in broadcasting? Like, do you think it will be even more prominent than what it is now? Yeah, it's only getting bigger. And it's more states legalized as we see it more so in advertisements. We see it on the screen every day, the lines popping up at the bottom. People might not know what that means per se, you know, a favorite that's minus two. Well, I don't know what that means, but eventually you're going to see it enough times you're going to start to catch on and it's becoming so normalized. It's again, not going anywhere. These leagues are just going to have to adapt to it being, you know, a normal day-to-day thing. Yeah. And uh, before we wrap up here and let you go, uh, how can our listeners follow you on social media? On social media, I am at Aaron Kate Dolan, and that's also on YouTube under ESPN umbrella. And then I'm on Daily Wager, mainly every day, as well as we have a show, a digital show called Bet. And then I pop on to SportsCenter, this just in, and our radio shows as well. So I'm kind of all over the map. So I guess on my social media platforms, that'd be a good way to keep up and figure out what I'm up to that day. Yeah. Highly recommend that follow. And Aaron, I appreciate you sharing your time and coming on here on Vibe 105 to talk all things sports betting. And I wish you all the best. Thank you. That was Aaron Dolan of ESPN. Now we're going to send it back to the studio for more programming right here on Vibe 105. Vibe Talks, exclusively on Vibe 105.